Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I am your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. We are in the middle of a series this week on the podcast in which we feature some of the new things the Lord is doing at Beeson. Last week, we featured the Reverend Stephen Johnson, a brand new colleague who told us all about Beeson's Thriving Pastors Initiative. And this week, we're featuring the Reverend Johnson's boss, Dr. Tom Fuller, Beeson's Associate Dean. Dr. Fuller is no stranger to the Beeson community. He served here for many years, but he's only been the associate dean of Beeson for one plus years. And so we want to let you hear from him about what the Lord has been doing in his life, what his job is like at Beeson, and about some of the other new initiatives at the Divinity School. One of the first things I did after assuming Beeson's deanship more than a year and a half ago is ask Tom to serve with me as Associate Dean of Beeson. And not a day goes by that I am not glad that I did. I am proud to tell you that Tom is a wonderful man of God and gospel minister, a great administrator, and a good friend as well. I'm truly excited to share him with you on the podcast. Two brief announcements. First, our next preview day takes place on February 5. It will take place in person. We can't wait to welcome another group of prospective students to campus. So if you or someone you know is looking our way, please sign up on our website at beesondivinity.com slash preview day. Second, our fall 2021 application deadline is March the 1st. That's not too far away. So if we can help you or a loved one apply, feel free to drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Now, Kristen, would you mind telling us just a little bit more about our guest today, Dr. Tom Fuller? Hello, everyone. Uh, we are pleased to have the Reverend Dr. Thomas Fuller on the show today. As Doug has already mentioned, he is the Associate Dean at Beeson, where he has served for almost 22 years now. And in his role as Associate Dean, he also serves as the Director of the Thriving Pastors Initiative. Tom is married to Allison, and they have six children. Welcome, Dr. Fuller, to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, you go by Tom, and that's how you're known here, so we may call you Tom from time to time on the show, but we would love for you to begin by just giving us a little snapshot into who you are, where you are from, and how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. That's interesting. You mentioned the matter of what I'm called, Tom, because if you, uh, I'm from here, from this uh, area, uh, south of Birmingham uh, originally, and uh, being back here in this place, if you run into people who have known me uh, over the years, most of them will call me Tommy. So yes, to answer your, your question, I'm from Hoover, Vestavia area, grew up here and went to Samford for my undergrad, uh, and then uh, left here to attend Southern Baptist uh, Seminary in Louisville and was away uh, there and pastoring for a number of years in southern Indiana for nine years total, but then came back to the Birmingham area in 1996 and have been, been here since. So a very familiar place uh, to me and uh, was uh, a part of the Shades Mountain Baptist Church growing up here. 
Dr. Charles Carter, who has been such a friend and an integral part of the, the work uh, at Beeson Divinity School for a number of years, was my pastor growing up. He baptized me, and it was through the ministry of Shades Mountain that I came to know and to hear the gospel, and just uh, cannot say enough about how that church family nurtured my faith, taught me the Bible, gave me uh, a passion and understanding for what it means to uh, serve and to witness uh, for Jesus Christ, and uh, and were in no small part, I think, uh, very much part of the call experience that God brought to me and that prompted uh, me to respond and enter into the vocational Christian service. So came to faith as, as a, a young person at the uh, age of eight and was, was baptized uh, in those years and just was so fortunate to, to have the ministry of Dr. Carter and that church and so many other faithful teachers and, and friends there uh, who encouraged me and, and helped to build me up in the faith. And I'm, I'm thankful for that to this very day. Tom, those of us who are your friends know that you served as a pastor for a while in Indiana and in Alabama as well before you came to Beeson. And then when you started to serve at Beeson, uh, you wore a lot of different hats uh, over the years. Would you mind bringing our listeners up to speed on what your pastoral ministries were like and how your ministerial background has prepared the way for you as you serve now as the associate dean of the school? It's interesting when I went to Southern for my MDiv studies, I did so at the time really having a, an idea vocationally of, of God using me and for my pre preparing to serve in a uh, educational or academic setting and capacity. But then over the years of my experience of serving the church while a seminarian and then after, the Lord really changed that understanding of my call. And, and I was just so gripped by the, the, the work of a local pastor and, and uh, decided to, to move away from the PhD studies I was engaged in and to commit myself there and just was so blessed by the experiences of those years. And in that decision, really did not see myself, you know, a future in any way being involved in the preparation of men and women for ministry. But after leaving Indiana and I came uh, back to the Birmingham area to serve Valley View Baptist Church in Leeds to the east of uh, Birmingham. And at that time, uh, Beeson, of course, had been up and running for eight years. It was not established when I had graduated from Sanford and, and left. But coming back, it was, and I uh, was recruited into service as a mentor for students uh, doing their supervised ministry experience. Uh, had some wonderful experiences uh, in that respect, and through that came to uh, have this opportunity to join the staff at Beeson to help direct the Doctor of Ministry program, but also to assist in uh, the work of supervised ministry. In a brief time, uh, uh, Jill McCool, who was directing the supervised ministry program, decided to leave and move back into uh, counseling practice. And so I took on the director uh, responsibilities for the supervised ministry program and did those that combination of things for about seven years, uh, at which time uh, we were blessed to have uh, Dr. Mark Searby come and join us here uh, on faculty. 
uh, teaching in the area of pastoral leadership, and he uh, graciously took on the doctor of ministry responsibilities, and uh, I continued with uh, supervised ministry. But uh, also at that time, as I gave away one hat, I inherited two others, the one being placement responsibility for le- uh, leading our placement services and uh, for uh, our work of assessment and accreditation. And so uh, continued to do that combination of three things over uh, the the period of 2007 to, I guess, to 2017 when Dr. Searby retired. I briefly took on D-Men again. Had that for a couple of years, and then here came this this man named Doug Sweeney, and asked if I might be uh, open to to serving in this role as associate dean. So that's the history of that time. But the the experience as a pastor has uh, uh, very much informed the work I do, and I, I have uh, hoped and wanted and committed myself to what I do here being very much an extension of that pastoral ministry. Not that I have radically departed from it, but that the the nature and shape of it has simply changed. And I I try to uh, remain mindful of that uh, uh, as I I carry out the work that that I do uh, in this place today. Tom, what does an associate dean do? What does your work entail? (laughs) And what do you like best about serving in this role, other than serving with Dr. Sweeney, of course? I'm sure that's at the top of your list. But (laughs) what do you like about uh, serving as associate dean? Oh, uh, it is to uh, obviously a position where I'm uh, supporting the work of the dean and also the work of the faculty in a little bit more close-up way, you may say and the staff. But I guess I would say I really do enjoy being in a position to where not only am I able on the one hand to be a part of the conversations with Doug and with uh, others in our leadership structure about the direction of the school, but also on the other hand to be able to to help and support and give leadership to all the efforts to try to make those things happen, to, to, to carry out those plans and, and uh, move in those directions. So that's a nice combination. Some days, uh, maybe more than others, but it's it's a blessing to be involved in, in both aspects of the mission and work of the school. Tom, you know, I think that one of the reasons you make such a great associate dean is that you have academic expertise in the areas of field education and also the assessment of student learning outcomes. I'm not sure everybody listening to this podcast knows what field education is. I wonder if we could maybe bless them by letting them know what it is and why it's an important part of the formation of their pastors here at Beeson. Well, I think most people are, of course, familiar with the term internship, and that's probably the term that uh, gets used most commonly, whether it's in theological education or other areas of graduate professional education, that uh, in almost every instance requires some amount of, of practical experience interning uh, under supervision. And so uh, at, at one level, you can just very basically say that theological field education is that in preparation for ministry. But as I've also uh, tried over the years to impress upon our students and, and the field supervisors and mentors who work with them, theological field education really should be more than just getting some experience. I believe it certainly can be and should be because of the nature of theological education as more than just knowledge transfer, as more than just 
skill development, uh, and in particular, the, the way in which it involves our Christian and pastoral identities, the way it involves the ability to think theologically, to integrate the, the disciplines with daily practice and all of this. And so uh, uh, theological field education is, is that part of a divinity curriculum that tries to provide people with context and opportunities to develop skills and to take the knowledge they've learned and to learn what the application of that looks like and, and how that works in, in ministry, but also to, to help them learn how to continue to be faithful disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, even as they are leading others to do the same, which can be more of a challenge than some people may think, how to learn to think theologically about the, the work of ministry so that I'm just not the most well-informed person in a congregation about all things biblical theological on the one hand, but over here I'm just a ministry professional and practitioner, but that those two really are woven together in a meaningful way and woven into the life of the minister beginning as a student and that they begin to develop the disciplines and habits that will be so important for thriving in ministry going forward even during these days. Uh, I often tell students uh, any ideas they have that once I get done with seminary and I'm in ministry, then then I can begin to give attention again to these things. And then I can begin to really uh, concern myself about those things. No, you're, you're, you're usually going from the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> and, uh, and so the, uh, the attention to that here and now and learning about the priorities and, uh, and commitments that are going to be necessary for ministry, that's, that's a lot of what theological field education is about and should be, I think, at its best. Dr. Fuller, you mentioned uh, helping students, even while they're at Beeson, uh, learn to thrive in ministry. And that's just a nice segue into just asking a question about your work with the Thriving Pastors Initiative. As Doug has already said, we had our newest colleague, uh, the Reverend Stephen Johnson, on the show to talk about Thriving Pastors. But you're, you work with him uh, closer than any of us do, and y'all are working on a number of things related to the initiative, um, especially I know the alumni conference that we're planning this summer. Uh, could you say a word perhaps about uh, the alumni conference and what excites you about this Thriving Pastors Initiative and the work you're doing with it? First of all, let me say I'm so thankful the Lord has brought Stephen Johnson our way. Uh, he's been a blessing even in the short time that he's been here and helping us to get so many of these things that are part of the Thriving Pastors Initiative uh, underway. So uh, uh, that's been been a, a bright spot of the past year. Our planning for the alumni conference has been a, a, another encouraging thing. Of course, we had to abort that uh, those plans for this past, what we hoped would have been the first annual conference this past summer because of uh, COVID and uh, are hopeful that we are able to do that this coming summer. But that will really fulfill what has been, uh, I think, a, a hope and vision of many here at Beeson for some time, opportunity for uh, Beeson alumni, faculty, and staff to come together again to uh, renew education, those relationships that have been so meaningful to so many of us over the years and that has meant so much of what I think makes a Beeson 
so valuable and meaningful to our graduates that we, as we often say, we know our graduates and we know our students. And so uh, when they leave here, we miss our students. <laughs> I think most of them miss, miss us from time to time. And so at that level, is certainly a great opportunity for us to, to be together again, to have that fellowship again, to connect them uh, more with uh, what the Lord is doing at Beeson in these days, and for us to reconnect with them, to learn more of how we can pray for and support them in the work that they're doing these days. So we just have a lot of hopes and expectations that this is, is going to be a very helpful annual time of coming together to renew those ties that bind and to encourage all of us in the work of ministry that, that we're involved in. And Thriving Pastors in general, beyond just the alumni conference, is uh, at its core, and this is in our initial purpose statement, is about connecting pastors with one another uh, to deepen and strengthen relationships that they might thrive in ministry. And so uh, the alumni conference is, is just one, one piece of that broader program. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we're in the middle of a little podcast series here where we're trying to feature some of the things the Lord is doing that are new and exciting here at Beeson. And Tom, you know, one of the new and exciting things we're developing at Beeson is an accelerated Master of Divinity program in um, collaboration with some of our colleagues here at Sanford University. And I happen to know that you have played a really significant role in the development of that program. Could you share just a word about that with our listeners, just in case they know of anybody who might be interested? We're very excited to be partnering with the Department of Biblical and Religious uh, studies that's a part of the Howard College of Arts and Sciences at Sanford University, as well as the Department of Christian Ministry, which is a newer department now, I guess, three, four years old, I believe, uh, that's based in the School of the Arts uh, at Sanford. And with uh, graduates coming through those departments in uh, religion major, Christian ministry major, um, uh, biblical studies major, those uh, students uh, who especially distinguish themselves, uh, not only in terms of academic performance, but Christian maturity and readiness to move what would amount to a year early uh, into their graduate theological studies. We, we have seen and known, of course, over the years, many good graduates coming uh, to us from the undergraduate programs here at Sanford, and very thankful for them. And we've seen and know uh, uh, among those uh, students who have uh, really been especially ready to engage in, in, in theological studies and believe that this uh, grants them an opportunity to accelerate uh, that process uh, a bit without it compromising the uh, educational integrity uh, either of their undergraduate degree or of their, their seminary degree. And so we're, we're just really happy to, to now have in place uh, this agreement, this pathway that will allow students who uh, do distinguish themselves that way and who would desire to, uh, to maybe 
uh, take uh, that year away from their undergrad studies to move directly into their seminary studies. Very thankful that they'll have that opportunity now here through these programs at Sanford. Doug also mentioned in the New Year podcast, uh, Tom, about your discussions around developing a master's degree in Christian counseling. Can you give our listeners more insight into your discussions? Why is this a priority? Um, and where are we in the development process? Well, we're early uh, in the development process, but also very encouraged about what kind of opportunities there are in this area. I guess, first of all, I believe there's a, a real need. There's a lot of interest in the field of counseling among uh, persons wishing to uh, prepare for a counseling career and vocation. There is not, to my knowledge, anything uh, available in this region for preparation for counseling uh, that is residential and that is faith-based. Uh, we have some good counseling preparation degree programs, graduate programs at some of the uh, area schools. But uh, this would be, uh, to my knowledge, the first uh, such thing here in, in the central Alabama uh, area, maybe in the entire state of Alabama, that would uh, be a, an MA in Christian counseling, pastoral counseling. Those are all uh, terms we're, we're still working out. So beyond meeting a need and, uh, and giving us a, a real opportunity to, to help meet that need, we have also heard from our MDiv graduates over the years that as they move through what has been a very good program of ministry preparation here at, at, at Beeson, that one area that they have uh, discovered just so much need for as they get into full-time ministry has been in the area of counseling. And, uh, and so beyond uh, the, the preparation of counselors, Christian counselors, through this program, I think it also holds promise for being a benefit to our MDiv students preparing for pastoral ministry uh, otherwise, as, as these will, will be here under the same roof and there will be some uh, cost across uh, hybridization that's possible, I think, between the programs and, and uh, courses available to MDiv students and so forth. So that's, uh, that's a lot of where we're coming from and, and still early, but uh, very hopeful that, that that's something that we might be able to, to get underway here in the next year or two. Kristen, I think it was the last episode last week when we talked a little bit as well about some of the new elective classes on offer here at Beeson. We talked about the class that Dr. Smith and Dr. Gardner taught this past fall on the African-American church that was so well received. I don't think we talked about this, but uh, I'm teaching a class right now for Jan term on American church history, and I'm having a ball doing it, being back in the classroom and being with our students in that way. But another elective we offered this past fall was on chaplaincy. And Dr. Fuller, I want to ask you about that one, because you and I know that that elective course is related to a new emphasis we're placing here at Beeson these days on preparing appropriately called students for chaplaincy ministry of various sorts. And I imagine this is something that some of our listeners might enjoy learning about as well. Can you give us the lowdown on Beeson's new chaplaincy emphasis? Well, I think similar to what I was saying about the interest growing interest, I would even say, uh, in, uh, in counseling and preparation for counseling, we, we see and hear much of the same uh, of uh, those interested in moving in the direction of chaplaincy ministries of one sort or another, whether it be military, whether it be in hospital, 
other healthcare settings, hospice, even these days, marketplace and corporate kind of chaplains, just a variety of expressions that can take. And, uh, and so uh, this uh, elective course uh, provided just a uh, dip of our toe in the water, if you will, uh, in, in this new direction uh, to offer what amounted to uh, a, uh, a survey course of the various forms and expressions of, of uh, Christian chaplaincy ministry. Um, Dr. John Lang uh, taught that uh, for us and, uh, and did an outstanding job of, of uh, helping uh, uh, provide the students with a better understanding of the landscape there and some of the, the uh, Christian foundations of, of those things. And so as we move forward to begin uh, offering a bit more emphasis to how students can come prepare for that kind of ministry here. Uh, we, we really feel like that this and other courses like it will help to enhance that attraction of students uh, to Beeson if they feel the Lord calling them to prepare for chaplaincy ministry. And yet again, I think that it can be uh, an enriching piece even for some other students who are maybe uh, preparing for other forms of ministry, but will have a greater appreciation for uh, the work of chaplains with whom they will often uh, have uh, interactions and, and share ministry responsibilities in, in some fashion. So uh, very thankful for the first uh, occasion of that, uh, that elective course and uh, looking forward to expanding on that in some other ways to, uh, to make Beeson a, a desirable place to, to prepare for that kind of ministry. We're just about out of time, but I want to end by asking you maybe to reflect on this past year. I, I talked to Doug about this in our New Year podcast about leading a seminary through a pandemic. Um, and I know you were a part of that, an integral part of that leadership team of to how Beeson was going to respond in both the spring semester and in this past fall semester. You have all this other thing, the other things that are at work that are exciting at the same time um, related to thriving pastors and these curriculum um, updates. Uh, so I want to end just by asking you, like, what is encouraging you these days? What are you excited about? Or maybe even perhaps what is God teaching you? Do you have a word of encouragement that you can just end on um, by, by sharing that with our listeners? I've, I've given some thought to that. It's interesting you ask because uh, uh, it, it has occurred to me in this seasons, especially since the uh, announcement has gone out about uh, vaccines uh, under development and now approved and beginning to roll out, the waiting and hoping that people have, have been doing for that and how this season has, has really brought into bold relief that matter for me of waiting and hoping uh, I know this sounds a bit like an Advent message, uh, maybe, but maybe that's why the Lord brought it to my heart, uh, that that this whole experience, and, and not just this experience, but so many parts of, of our lives do require us to, to wait and to hope, and, and it has helped focus for me the, the question, really, what what are you waiting for, and what is your hope in? I, I'm... I'm 
thrilled at the prospect of getting a vaccine shot, hopeful that that's going to do so much to change the, the circumstances under which we've all been living now for so long. But uh, as thankful as I am for that, I know that, that, uh, that our hope uh, and what we wait on is so much greater than that because there will be something else after this. There will always be something. Maybe it's not a global pandemic, but there will be things great and small, and and this season and all that it has required in an extraordinary way has really impressed upon me how important our hope is firmly placed in Jesus Christ, in the promises uh, of the gospel, and that regardless of what our circumstances are, that we hold tight to that anchor. And, and remain steadfast in those commitments uh, amidst all of these other things. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Fuller. Listeners, you have been listening to the Reverend Tom Fuller, an ordained Southern Baptist minister of the gospel, a fantastic academic administrator, and now the associate dean of Beeson Divinity School as well, a beloved member of our community. We're really glad we had the opportunity to share him and some of the things the Lord is doing through his life and ministry with you today. Thank you, Tom, for being with us. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We love you, and we are praying for you. So please drop us a line if there's any way in specific in which we can be praying for you. And we appreciate your prayers for us and your support. Uh, We say goodbye for now. been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes.